0: here we uncover the traditions that are working for successful parents for the parents who are ready to do things differently but aren't sure how go to wandahoward.com and download my free blueprint it will help you create the difference you've been looking for and enable your kids to be emotionally healthy and confident throughout their lives now is the time to start doing things differently welcome back everybody to the successful parents podcast i am your host wanda howard Today, we are going to be talking about what we went through in the last episode with Shelly Howard, the founder of College Ready, and we talked all about how to create an educational path for your kids, how to make sure they're getting the education that they need for the dreams that they have, and how to enable them to see into the future, to know what they want to do, to inspire them to think beyond of just this year in school because there's so much that our kids are capable of, but oftentimes we as parents are eliminating them simply because we don't want them to be stressed out. But there's a way to help them feel inspired and ready and more confident for the future. So if you want to dive more into all of those things, go check out that episode. It's with Shelley Howard. It's incredible. Um. So yes, go do that. Also, this one, what we're going to be diving in today is if you feel like those are pieces that you already have, it's not so much the educational process itself or how to create a college-ready plan. Um, Also, this college-ready, to me, this does not just mean going to college. I honestly, for myself, I don't know if my kids will go to college. I don't know if they will pick a different kind of career path where college is not as much of a a desire for them, or if they can do it in a way that's faster or better or um, more feasible. But when we say college ready, I what I simply mean by that is an educational path that helps them progress through the different spheres of life being provided with the education that they need as they reach their goals, that enables them to reach their goals. So Um, we want to help our kids grow right now as kids, as toddlers, as uh, young adults, as teenagers, we want them to be able to continually grow. And this is something that I see a lot as we're focusing on, um, Just how to prepare our kids for the world that they're going to be living in, how to prepare them for the situations they're going to find themselves in and the drama and the frustration, the relationships, education, the businesses. How do we truly help them? And this is something that I've realized over and over. In order to help our kids grow, we have to overcome these two barriers. They are constantly coming up in our lives and we need to understand these barriers better so that we can understand why they're coming up, and be able to help our kids more fully. So barrier number one is the logic side of our brain. When our kids say, I want to be a brain surgeon, or I want to be an astronaut, or I want to change the world with clean water everywhere for people, or whatever it is, so quickly as adults, as their guardians, as their parents, as these people that love our kids, we think immediately the logic part of our brain starts going off because it is geared towards keeping our kids safe. We want to make sure that our kids stay safe. And so we start thinking of all the reasons why it could go wrong, um, all the reasons that they are setting themselves up to fail, why it might not work, all of these things. So the first thing to realize is our brain is programmed to stay in that safety zone because it wants to keep our kids safe so that's not we don't have to beat ourselves up about it. But to be aware that just like our logical side of our brain is trying to keep our kids safe, we can start wiring that logical part of our brain to understand if they actually go after this goal, it will keep them safer. It will enable them to build muscles and memory and abilities that they never would have had otherwise. And that will prepare them even better than we could have ever hoped for. So how do we do that? That's the barrier number two. That we're going to be talking most about today. This barrier I love because it's so common in society what we talk about. And it's so ridiculous. It's not It's not true. But um, how do we build tougher and resilient kids? The barrier for this is, you've all heard it. You've all heard this saying, there is no growth in the comfort zone. Blech, no, <laughs> I totally disagree with this 100%. And I will dive into all of the reasons why, but as you think about this thing, I want you every single time that you hear this phrase, there's no growth in the comfort zone to think about this conversation that we're having and everything that I have to share with you right now, because it is so vital for you and for your kids to stop using this as a crippling source, to stop using this crutch to get through the hard moments because there's such a better way. So. Why is this false? How do we dissect this belief and understand how it's been getting in our way? This is fundamentally wrong. And here's why. We are all beings of growth. Plain and simple. We are growing. You cannot stop it. I have, me and my kids have joked all the time about, hey, you need to stop growing. I told you to stop growing. Remember? You need to, and we tease each other back and forth. of, um, Every time their birthday comes around, we're like, hey, you were, we were six. What happened? Why are you seven? or you were nine? Why are you ten? or all these things. And the truth is that we cannot stop it. They cannot stop it. And it's it, we know that. And think about a baby, for example, let's go all the way back to the beginning. Think about a baby crawling on the floor or right at the beginning. They're in your arms. They're totally helpless. and they can't do anything. But yet, they don't need an instructor, a teacher, a rally person, or cheerleaders. They don't need anybody to tell them, "Come on, you got to get up, you got to start crawling, you got to start using your hands, you got to start doing this." You got to. They don't tell them to do that. Kids innately want to grow. We all have this desire within us to grow. We were made to grow. We are going to grow. No matter what zone we're in, it doesn't matter if you're in the comfort zone or in the stress zone or any kind of zone, you are going to grow one way or another. You, you cannot stop that. And so think about, for example, a kid who is learning to crawl. We know it's totally senseless. It's ridiculous to think, okay, we need to set up stressors that this kid will want to crawl faster. Like thinking about putting spikes on the floor or making sure that there's needles places that if they crawl too slowly that might poke them. I don't know, but whatever it is, that would be totally unethical. That'd be terrible thing to put our kids through. To say, in order to help you go faster, we're going to put things here that are going to stress you out, that are going to hurt you, and it it doesn't work. They're going to crawl. They're going to figure out how to walk. They're going to figure out how to keep growing in life. That is. That's just what's going to happen. So after we understand we are beings of growth, there's a few other pieces that come into play of why this is so important to understand. When we put ourselves in stressful situations, just like the baby on the floor with spikes all around, that makes the baby every single time they get hurt, they would not want to keep trying that. They would want to like go back into their little shell until survival mode kicks in. When the survival mode kicks in, it's like, okay, I have to get past these spikes. I have to push on fa- past this if I ever want to get out of the spot. And then they put their shoulder to the wheel and they run on through. And it's a horribly heartbreaking process and it's frustrating and painful. And we do that to ourselves all the time. I know the the picture of the baby with the spike, that's a sad one. And maybe <laughs> I'm sure there's a better one, but to get the point across, we do that to ourselves all the time. We are constantly saying, I just need to get through this. I just need to be better at this. I just need to have better positive affirmations. I just need to make sure that I don't sink into that hole again. I just need to do this. I just need to buckle up and get through. When the truth is, when we can start paying attention to why growth is being so frustrating and so hard, we can actually start creating that logical part of our brain that we talked about, that first barrier. We can actually start using it to create more comfort for us. And this is so cool because when we can create more comfort, we're actually able to create more momentum and more growth and it's more fulfilling and it propels you forward instead of you feeling that you have to push through it and push forward. So to give you some examples, um, the speed reading. My dad, I remember watching him as a kid. He can speed read so fast. He was able to open a book and within seconds have this huge page already read and he'd be flipping through it. And it didn't take him long at all to read an entire book. And I wanted to be able to do that too. But I had seen the end result of him being able to flip a page and be able um, to just read this book. and I that felt impossible to me. I was like, no way. I will never be able to get there. That's too uncomfortable. That's too hard. That's too out there. I won't be able to do that. I can't accomplish that. And here was the crazy thing because I was already using that logical part of my brain to tell myself why it wasn't comfortable, why it was too far out of reach, why it wasn't going to happen, I didn't grow in that area because. I had put up those stressors because I had put up those spikes because I had put up those limitations that said you'd have to do this and 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 this. And that's exactly what we do when we teach our kids about the educational path. And they're like, oh, I want to be a zookeeper. I want to be this or that. And we immediately like, OK, well, if you want this, you have to do this and this and this, and this, this, this. And we start listing off all of the reasons why it's going to fail or why it might be hard. But in truth, any path they take, anything that they do, there's going to be hard things. There's going to be those stressors. So let's start using the logical part of our brain to create the comfort that propels us forward. So, for example, with the speed reading, what I did as a kid, I remember finally thinking, okay, I want to be able to read faster. I was super dyslexic. I reading was not my strong suit. I absolutely hated it, hated it in every way. But I wanted to be able to be faster. I wanted to be able to read a whole page and retain it. I couldn't do that. It was retention was so hard for me. And so I remember we had a, a tutor, an instructor that came and he would teach us these speed reading classes. And I wasn't progressing. And it was because I was constantly feeling that stress of, there's too many reasons why I'm not going to get there. There's too many things I don't know how to do yet. There's too many things that are getting in my way. But eventually, instead of, and I, but I was trying to push through this whole time, even though always often my brain was like, there's this, there's this, there's this, it's going to go wrong. And I was just like, okay, to my own brain, I was like, okay, Yes. There's all these things that I don't know. There's all these things that could go wrong, but I'm just going to push on through and keep hoping that it works. And I wasn't progressing at all. But when I started realizing, okay, I need to stop beating myself up. I need to make this more fun. I want to enjoy this. Well, as soon as I started changing the narrative to there's no problems, everything's fine and fuzzy. I didn't do that. And soon as I started changing the narrative from there's all these pro- problems and you just got to push through to there's all these problems. So how can I make it more fun? How can I make it more comfortable? How can I actually enjoy this? I started doing things that I could do very easily. I started grabbing a book and just flipping through the pages where that felt natural for my eyes, where I wasn't focusing on if I was retaining anything or not. And I just started focusing on filling the books, flipping through the pages over and over and over and over. And then our instructor actually had us say, I was talking to him about my problem and he was like, okay, what I want you to do is only spend three seconds on a page and then flip it and do the whole book that way. It doesn't matter if you retain anything, but then write afterwards what you have retained and see what happens. And instead of picturing this like, This is so far away from the goal I wanted. Instead of focusing on that, I focused on this is something I can do. This is this is totally comfortable for me. I can do that. It became exciting and I did it very easily. And I was actually able to retain a lot more than I thought I would. And I very quickly started to excel because we started finding the little comfortable steps that was exciting. See, I always I already wanted to grow kids kids already want to grow. Adults already want to grow. We don't need to have ourselves in the stress zone, in the stretch zone, in the constantly put yourself uh, shoulder to the wheel zone to try and grow. We all want that. But as soon as I found a comfortable way for me to keep growing, it became so rhythmic. It was step by step by step. And within weeks, I was very easily zooming through pages. I was retaining everything. Like it was incredible. And now I love reading. I still have some dyslexia and there's things like that, that, that might not ever go away, but it doesn't matter because I know how to read with it. I know how to keep growing alongside those things. Um, here's some other examples. Crawling. We've talked about, uh, it doesn't, we don't need, to put, to make sure that our kid is uncomfortable in order for them to grow. It is because they feel safe. It is because they feel that comfort. It's because they want to grow that they're going to keep growing. There's potty training with every single one of our kids. Every single time we had a super frustrating uh, just struggle and potty training wasn't going well, it was because I was like, okay, we've got to push to the next step. We've got to go faster. We've got to make this happen quicker. Every single time that I did that, that's when the growth stopped. That is when things started going haywire. But every single time that I took a step back and I noticed, what are my kids' strong suits? What are they good at? How can I make this comfortable for them? That's when the magic started happening. We just potty trained our youngest. Oh, man, it's incredible. I, Oh, man. But by this time that she came along, I had, had a lot of time to practice this Um, understanding that comfort is what helps us grow or no. Sorry. Let me rephrase that. We are going to grow, but when we give ourselves comfort, it propels us forward because we feel excited about it. And we'll go more into that too, because our brain actually is wired to do that, which is really cool. But with, with our youngest, what I ended up doing is I I'm able to understand now how to take apart the different structures, the different strengths, the different abilities that, people in my life have and understand how to do this, and there's actually a whole framework about it. I go deep into this in my program, Traditions of Truth. So if you want to know more about that, come and join. It's incredible. I absolutely love this stuff. Um, but so after I paid attention and I did this whole um dissecting of what my child's strong suits are, I was able to see what my youngest needed. What would help her move forward just one step in front of the other and the first step I realized she just needs to feel that sensation that's it she doesn't need any training she doesn't need any kind of guidance on why we're putting underwear on like nothing I'm just going to ask her if she wants to try it and see how it goes and let her feel the sensation after we did that it was incredible the things that she started telling me about I didn't have to tell her um to keep her underwear dry. Like she already knew like, mom, I got my underwear wet. And then she didn't like that. And it was so cute to see her own cognitive ability deducing things that the uncomfortableness of it. And she wants to find the comfort again. And, and so anyways, that was the first step. The next step that we went through was realizing um, that she needed. So then after she came to me with like, okay, this was uncomfortable. I was like, awesome. And figuring out more of how do I present the training to her now in a way that is comfortable and not like, you have to do this every time you have to do this. So we broke it down again and I showed her the toilet. I showed her what we do. I showed her how, and, and we made sure it, We have several different seats too. And anyways, there's so much I could go on and on and on about the potty training, but I'm sure you get it. We have little seat from bigger seat to toilet seat to big adult seat. And there's so many things that I do to make sure that every single phase is comfortable and doing this might seem like a lot of work. But for me, honestly, we want to make sure it's comfortable for you too. Otherwise, it's just chaotic and crazy. So I've done this in a way that is comfortable for me as well. But um she was able to get potty trained very fast. Why the third day that we actually tried to potty train, she was doing it without me saying anything. It was not stressful at all. It was not something that I was pulling my hair out at the end. And with her, (laughs) with some of her other words, I definitely was because I forgot that process of how do we make it comfortable for them? How do we just make it one step further that enables them to be excited about their natural growth that they already wanna do and provides the comfort and the foundation that they already have. Um, some other examples are video games. Video games are highly addictive. Why are they like that? They You get on your phone on, a I don't even know all the Game Boy different devices. It's been forever since I've been in the gaming world, but all of these computerized devices that we have, there's so many games and they're so fun. How are they so fun? They use that same principle. They start off with this ridiculously easy level because they want you to find your comfort. They want you to you to figure out the game so it's comfortable for you. And then they only give you one more step and then one more. They don't show you the very last level and say, Go. That would be terrifying and frustrating. And you wouldn't even know what all the little pieces mean or all the little buttons or different prizes. It would, it would be chaotic but they tap into let's make it comfortable our brain. And this is the part about a brain. Our brain is wired to give us rewards, to give our body rewards. Every single time we achieve a pleasurable experience, it floods our body with dopamine, enabling us to have more energy and more excitement for the things we already naturally want to do like growth. We already want to do that. Um, Another thing with uh, with games and things, I've noticed over and over and over that every single time a game becomes unsatisfying, it isn't because that person is done growing. It's become some other kind of growth became more important to them. So anyway, it's just food for thought. So this leads us to the question, what can we do? What can you do right now? one, start paying to help your kids grow. Like let's, let's focus on how can we help our kids grow in their educational path, in their just personal goals, start paying attention to where is their comfort zone? Where are they comfortable? Where are they already super great at and super good at just feeling like themselves and feeling free to be them? And how do we make it less stressful, less stretching? (laughs) And now, Again, I I do love to push myself. I love to go beyond. So don't worry. I'm not saying let's put our kids in perfect little plushes, of, like, couches and, and bubble wrap and make everything super easy for them. That's not what I'm saying. But as we help our kids find their strengths already, those strengths, those comforts are going to enable them to know how to keep growing because they already want to do that. Here are some examples. If your kid's stressed out about homework, find, find out like, what can you do to help it be more of a comfortable process for them? Maybe it involves talking to the teachers and seeing if you can figure out uh, a different amount of homework. I don't know, but maybe it would be something as simple as what time of day you do it. Maybe it's as simple as having music on or having it mapped out where They only do five problems this day, five problems the next day, five problems the next day, however your homework system is. But but you get the idea. Start playing around. Use that logical part of your brain that is so good at connecting the dots of why it won't work and start connecting the dots of how we can put comfort in. How can we start putting comfort into our lives more? And for those who are skeptical, for those who are like, yeah, will this really work? Or how do we actually make this happen? If you want to know how to make it happen, this seems totally out of your uh, ability just because it's it's not something that's normally taught. It's not something that we know how to do. It's beaten out of us in our society. Come join my program, Traditions of Truth. We talk about this. We go through it over and over again. And it is amazing the different techniques that people come up with. It is so incredible. The growth that starts happening inside of our home and the energy that comes back to parents. It's phenomenal. I love it. So definitely come join traditions and truth, you'd love it. It w- it walks us through all of these different ways of how to enable us and our kids to grow more emotionally. Oh, holy cow, if I can talk emotionally healthy and confident. So again, to illustrate for the skeptics, what I did when I started doing this with my daughter, when we, we stopped doing public school, we started doing homeschool. This was our own uh, preference with things going on in our life and what was happening for us. This was just our decision. I still have a lot of respect for uh, just the education that can be achieved in any uh, way that you choose to go about doing it. So, um, but when we chose to do this, again, you can still do this if your kid's going to public school or any kind of schooling, but when we had her at home, I started paying attention to what was comfortable for her, what was um, enabling to her. At first, when she before going to public school, before starting in her educational path, she loved learning. She taught herself how to read. I was just, I just had things available and we made things fun. And I always had stuff on hand. We were always reading books, but she was the one that was like, what's this letter? What's this letter? What does this say? What does this say? And then one day she told me, Hey mom, if C and says cut and A says at, and T says to, that means when you put them all together, it's his cat, right? And and she started doing that herself. And after she started doing that, I was like, oh, I apparently I need to be providing even more stuff so that you could keep growing in this. But it wasn't me pushing, like, okay, we're gonna sit down for lesson time, we're gonna make this happen. So I wanted to bring that back because after a little bit in the school system for her, for the way that it was implemented, it stressed her out so much that she was so uh scared of growing. She was so scared of every little thing. Every time I was like, okay, we're going to introduce a new principle. She would stress out of, oh no, this is going to be hard. I'm already feel like I'm drowning with what I have to do. And so we stripped all of that away. I started going back way back, not to basics of like, okay, what's one plus one, but I started stripping everything away as far as the amount of it for her. Again, there's ways to figure out what different comforts your kids need, and we, we go into that in my program. But for her, I was realizing the comfort that she needed was the amount. So we started changing that drastically. We went down to only five problems a day with her math and only 15 minutes of reading. And for me, as a mom who is driven to grow, and I love pushing myself, that was so hard at first, but I knew the science behind it. I knew why I was doing it. So I was able to move forward confidently and, and we figured things out, but it don't be surprised if it is hard, if it feels like, Oh no, what am I doing? That's normal. As I started doing this though, as we just started doing the comfort zone at first, it was me constantly being like, come on, we're going to figure out this next principle, stick with me a little longer. We'll get through this, trying to make them laugh, trying to make them enjoy it. And it was, it felt so heavy and we were just pushing through. But after I changed it to where we, I just built off of their comfort. She is now thriving. We went from doing five problems a day where she does two lessons and she's like, "Um, yeah, maybe, maybe I should be done. So I don't burn myself out, but that was really fun. And she goes on to another subject and she loves it. And just the other day, she was telling me about these mathematical equations, timesing 350 by 350. And she was saying, this is how it would work based off of these other things that I've learned. And she's nine. So it was just really cool because these aren't principles that I've even brought up to her. These aren't principles that I'm like, okay, you've got to be prepared for, or okay, we're going to teach the next thing. We have kept being propelled forward because her own brain is so excited and comfortable again, instead of stressed out, because again, we already want to grow. So because she's able to feel comfortable in the growth that she already loves, she's propelling herself forward by thinking of the next problem, thinking of the next thing to work through, thinking of the next idea. And it's so, so cool. So if you really want to start helping your kids today, start figuring out what their comfort zone is. How can you help them feel more comfortable because we already want to grow, I cannot say that enough times. So again, if this feels totally daunting and you don't know where to start, come join my program, Traditions of Truth. We dive into these kinds of things, and it becomes r- rhythmic. It's not an overwhelmingly hard process. Again, it's we thrive in the comfort zone. We're already growing, so let's make it comfortable. Let's make us our own cheerleaders as we reward ourselves with the brain triggers we already have and let's start making life comfortable again and enjoyable. I love you all, and we will see you next time. Thank you again for being a part of our podcast family and for the difference you are making right now in the world and in the walls of your own home. If you're wanting to support parents everywhere, you can do that by leaving a rate and review. This helps so many find connection and answers they are searching for. Also, don't forget to go to WandaHoward.com and get your own free parenting blueprint. I love you all, and we will see you next time.